Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. <clears throat> Sorry, that was horrible. <laughs> Wait, that was my voice cracking. We're talking about pubescent boys today and my voice just cracked. Wait a second. Okay. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. We haven't really ever approached the subject of bullying. I don't think so. We um, maybe like touched on it. I don't think we have touched on it. Not anything fully, yeah. but it definitely needs a conversation. It is timely given some circumstances. Well, really, it's, I mean, it's always timely, timely given our country. I mean, <laughs> I think... Honestly, for so long, bullying was talked about as a thing that kids dealt with. And really, it's a thing that a lot of people deal with. Kids, adults, doesn't really matter. The fights going on on Twitter are just so insane. I mean, it's a lifelong issue now. I mean, I guess it always has been. Bullying in elementary school, bullying in the workplace, bullying in social applications now. Yes. I think the, the, the terms have just changed. Like when you think of a social media platform or online, you don't think of it as bullying. It's trolling. It's trolling. Right. So I think it gets diluted because of that. But at its core, that's really what all of it is. Yeah. That is, yes, exactly. Well, insecurities lashing out is what bullying is. Yes. Yes. Projection. No, I got, I know triggered is a overused word these days. But I was severely triggered over the weekend with a group of eighth grade boys. It brought back quite a bit of unpleasant memories and emotions that I experienced when I was in middle school. To the point that I was really, really overcome and said some things that were were not okay. (laughs) Said said some things to Um, the boys? Most of them had, had already fled the room. Um... So, like, one or two of them heard what I said, but I was just, I I felt very, I was, I, I felt extraordinarily unsafe. That was the overwhelming feeling that I felt. Unsafe in this, like, this herd, herd of an actual boys, basically. pack of wolves. There were 14 of them. The intensity and the speed with which they swarmed around me was, was actually very scary. And where was this? This was at my friend's house. My friend has a boy who goes to lead a school. And he has started to run with this group of of boys. So I have two friends who have boys in 7th and 8th grade. They go to lead a school. And both of my friend's boys hang out in this this group of kids who are notorious about with with their bullying, name-calling and making fun of, of people and ganging up pretty much. So it's not, not. I'm not saying that this justifies it. So it's not just Lita. No, no, it's not just her. They treat everybody like they shit. Treat basically, quite a few people like shit. Yeah. Okay. It's horrifying behavior. It's horrifying behavior. Over Halloween, Lita and her friend 
were, tri- were tr- you know, trick-or-treating and these kids threw candy at them. Like, literally threw candy at their heads while calling oh, wow. them names. Like following them yeah. around? I mean, it's so childish. It's so beyond childish. It reminds me, you know, like, I was a, a gawky, skinny, um, awkward, frizzy-haired eighth grader, and um, they used to call me Skeletor and Bone, Bones Brigade. Was their, they, That was their nicknames for me because I was so skinny. Wow. Yeah. I was kind of a chubby eighth grader, <laughs> so it was the opposite for me. But I do relate. And you try your best to, I mean, it's always that advice, like ignore them and they'll go away. That that never works. No. Ever. I mean, it sounds great, but it just doesn't work. No. And, but what I did, like I should have followed my own advice. My advice is to, well, I'm not even how, my advice doesn't really work in this situation because these are irrational eighth grade boys who don't understand any emotion whatsoever it's all confusing to them so even if i offered them compassion they would interpret it as something weird um right yeah especially in the group especially in a i mean that's a really unique yeah setting i think in general like bullies on their own are a challenge but when you have them in a group Groupthink takes over. And even if you have a couple members in there who maybe would appreciate that compassion, it would never come out. Right. I mean, and you know two of them. I know two of them, yes. Well? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And have you interacted with either of them individually in the um, past? Yeah. So one of them is he's not actively calling people names he's just sort of standing by letting it happen and laughing and he's enabling right he's not calling his friends out and saying hey that's not nice he's or finding different friends right so his mother's concerned um really concerned i mean this is a really this is a different like i mean the kids who bullied me in in my eighth grade they were nerds too you know It was basically a nerd calling out a nerd. These are boys who, they're like skaters. Skaters is a thing now again. Did you know this? I did not know that. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing now. And they've got the hair, the hair is back, the floppy hair, you know, the long floppy hair, the skater shoes. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That was, maybe it never went away. Maybe it didn't. Maybe Avril Lavigne was onto something. (laughs) I didn't, I mean, Lexton is not a skater and does not have friends who are. So I guess I just haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, so most of these are these, I don't know if they're considered the cool kids. I don't know exactly, but um, yeah, I was, I felt really unsafe over the weekend. My, so my advice, I, I give a speech about having compassion for people who lash out at you online, people who leave mean comments or call me names or whatever, like they're working through something that's going on in their own personal life and they're choosing to take it out on me in a comment. Right. right. And which is very typical bullying. It's typical. And, you know, the, I end my, my speech by saying, you know, if here's, you know, I'm so sorry that you're hurting. And if it makes you feel like if you get five minutes of respite from whatever 
horrible feeling that you're experiencing by leaving a horrible comment on my Facebook page, I'm going to let you have that. You know, you can have that space because that is your coping mechanism. It's not healthy, but I'll give you that space instead of screaming at you or, you know, calling you out. Right. But that doesn't, again, that doesn't necessarily work with eighth grade boys. (laughs) No. No. And I think part of that is that there's no, at, at that age, because there's so much going on with these kids, just physically and emotionally. Yes. There's no real goal to the bullying. Like they're not trying to achieve. It's not like just for example, if Lita cried, they would stop. Like they just, they just, they just do it. So there's no, there's nothing to accomplish. It's just a continuous badgering. Right. It's just, they derive some sort of, I mean, those boys don't, I mean, they don't know themselves. And I think that that is a, for them, a very scary, I mean, it was for me. I mean, think back to seventh and eighth grade. Did you know who you were? God, no. Yeah. And I think it, I remember. I knew who I wasn't. Right. But. It's a very scary, it feels like you're, you're off balance. And I think that scary off balance feeling causes these boys to do what they do. I mean, I'm not saying it's a boy thing. But these particular boys, these these boys, these specific ones, the way they were taught. And also, huh, I do have a, I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in so much trouble. Um, <laughs> the way these boys were talking to me, I mean. Like the language or the delivery? What are the you delivery, the brazenness, the. Uh, lack of respect and this is the southern this is the southern in me i mean my dad would have smacked me silly if i thought about talking to an adult the way these boys were talking to me no one never never i mean most kids in the south are taught that you don't speak to an adult the way these kids were speaking to me and all 14 of them speaking to me screaming at me are we talking just like profanity, disrespect? No, no, it, you... it was like, it was just, see, you're doing it. You're doing it. I, I had called out a boy. He had been calling Lita names. And I approached him one night. This, was, this wasn't this weekend. It was a few weeks ago. I approached him one night at my friend's house and I said, hey, are you, are you the one who's, who's calling people names? That's what I said. And he, he just kind of shrugged at me and I said, dude, it's not okay. Cut it out. And I shouldn't have done that. I absolutely should not have done that. Because he went and told all the other boys that I'm a scary person. (laughs) That you're a scary person? (laughs) That I'm a scary person, yeah. Wow. Well, and then I imagine their way of dealing with you being a scary person is to come down harder on Lita. Ultimately. Ultimately. Whether they realize it or not. Mm -hmm. Well, then to come down hard on me because I... I encounter them now at another friend's house and they see me and they actually come up to me and they're like, you're that crazy, scary person. And I said, I'm crazy, scary because I asked you to stop calling people names. And he's like, I didn't do it. I'm not the one who did it. Yeah, he, maybe he does it a couple of times, but I'm not the one. He's like screaming at me. And all of a sudden, all 14 boys joined in. And, and said, but there's other adults there, right? 
in there, this there were. situation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they were just standing there. Oh. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not quite sure where they're getting this behavior or where they're getting the idea that they can talk to someone like that. I think they're totally guessing. But kids always push boundaries and test the waters. And if you don't ever have anyone pushing back, then you just keep going. And I was going to say that after, you know, they established you as the crazy, scary one. It makes me think no one has ever really checked them at all. No. So when no one has, and then all of a sudden, a not a stranger, but, you know, a non-parent, someone who doesn't have a direct role in their life actually pushes back, it's really foreign because no one does that. Yeah. And then, they, then <laughs> this is the best part. This is this is this is so crazy. This whole this whole scenario is so crazy to me. And then one of them was just like, "Oh man, you are a triggered old. What are you in your late fifties? You triggered old lady." He called me a triggered oh, old lady. My God. Yeah. This is a this is a thirteen year old boy. Like, where does he get the idea that it's okay to talk to someone like that? Wow. Yeah. I have not directly been around thirteen year old boys that are like that. I mean, probably when I was that age, but I don't, I don't remember it. I wouldn't even know how to respond as a parent. Right. So again, the, the intensity and the speed with which they swarmed around me, I can't imagine how scary it is for those who are getting picked on at school to be around those kids. Right. I've talked to a couple of other parents of girls and we were considering going and talking to the administration because it's just. I did not feel safe. I think part of a bullying situation, if you know what's going on, is to try to remove yourself from any circumstances where you're going to be around those people. Right. But when there's 14 of them. Yeah. It's pretty difficult to do that. And that is a large enough group to surround someone. Mm-hmm. Even if even if they never have any intention of getting physical, if that never happens, it's still terrifying. Right. And you you're fairly tall. I'm taller than so, all of them. Right. So I think about about kids who are their height or shorter, and that's even more frightening. Right. So why, this is really a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why Lita? Like, what is their, do you have any idea? Did they just randomly pick her? Does, um, what's the I deal? I think they were making fun of her name. One of them, I, I don't even remember where it started, but one of them keeps making fun of her name and then the, the other boys picked up on it. This is the thing. Lita has got so much going on. Right now I feel so, and I swear to God, my dog, her obsession with barking at the front door is is just going to become a, a regular part of the podcast. She's obsessed with barking. Um, it's a bonus feature. Bonus feature. Um. Lita has got so much going on. Um, she had to try out for the play over the weekend, and then she had a recital, a piano recital, and then she had to play her piano piece in front of judges, a 13-minute piano piece. <laughs> Memorized, right? Memorized, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she's got these kids that she has to worry about at school. And it's it's... it's so intense for her right now and her emotion around it is really really intense and it's so hard you you can say lita i again eighth grade is a horrible a horrible time for everybody but that doesn't make it better for her 
No, not at all. No. Yeah, it's... It's so hard to watch. <laughs> well, it's also challenging because I think Lita is... She's smart enough to be able to hear a comment about her name and kind of just let it blow over. Like most kids can deal with that. Like you hear one thing every so often and you just roll your eyes and you move on. But when it's this repeated badgering, mm-hmm. it wears her down. Right. Well, and now, like you, and now they're, uh, she has to deal with them calling me crazy. Right. You know, and I told her, I said, and, and I like I said, taking that out on you yeah. on her rather. Well, when I said, Lita, I don't care that they think I'm crazy and I'm sorry that they're saying that to you, but, but know that I don't care. If they think I'm crazy, I, I want them to think I'm crazy. Um, yeah, if they think you're super crazy, maybe they'll just leave her alone. I'm, I, I love my dog. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to murder. I'm not going to hurt her. I promise. I just need to this say is it. Not a bullying situation. Oh God, shut up, dog. <laughs> it was really eye-opening for me, though, with Lexton, to be out. And I hear from time to time about kids at his school who are who are just mean to everybody is basically how he describes it and nothing has ever become regular enough that it's been really concerning to me it'll just be something every so often and i'll ask him about it and he just rolls his eyes and says no they're jerks to everybody not that that makes it okay but i think it means they're distributing that anger to enough people that maybe it's not super destructive to all of them Mm. but we were out we were at a starbucks or something together and a group of three kids walked in, two boys and a girl. And I noticed Lexton completely turn in his seat, like to put his back toward them. And I said, do you, do you know them? And he said, yeah, those are all the kids that aren't very nice. And I figured I'm there. So it's really, it's not going to be an issue because I'm a parent. They sit at the next table and kind of make whisper comments while pointing at him. Right as I'm sitting there, like staring at them. Are you serious? And I can't, and I mean, what am I, I was just mostly completely at a loss because I can't imagine being that way. I remember being that age. I would not have done something like that in front of a parent. Right. I would have been terrified because that, I mean, I was raised to not do that. And it just it kind of amazes me that there's no limit now. Maybe it's always been that way in some circles. I just never experienced it when I was younger. I don't know, but it's, it's interesting. And he, and, and Lexton actually made a comment that one of the two boys is nice when he's not in the group. Peer pressure. Yep. He said, I, he said, I talked to him at school and he's, a, and he's pretty cool. Unless he's with his friends. Yeah. So it's it's such a strange dynamic. And it's it's even more frustrating, especially right now, because you want to say, don't worry, it gets better when you grow up. <laughs> Clearly it doesn't. Like, it, it just changes, but it doesn't get any better. It just looks different. Ugh, it is like my, so my friend's kid has always been, um, his teachers have always been like, he's the nicest kid in class. He always sits next to the new person. He's always um, talking to the shy ones. And then now he's hanging out with these kids who are doing these 
pretty mean things and he's not standing up and saying, you know, stop. And that that concerns her. She She's like, I don't want to lose him to that mentality. Because, you know, the first thing that people say to me about my kids is, holy, holy shit, like, they're so polite. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> the first thing they say to me is, oh, my God, like, they they ask me how I'm doing. They say hello. They engage in conversation. They say thank you. They say please. You know, like that's you know I've I've worked really hard at that. That's how I was raised. Right. So I know them. I know my my that, that Lita would never intentionally try to hurt somebody. And it, it, all of this, like I in sixth grade. <laughs> okay, fine. Um. uh i just i i was very 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 late to develop if i ever really did develop i don't even think i did um and in sixth grade i was really self-conscious about the fact that i was so skinny and had not developed and so my mother went and got me a padded bra except that it the pad the padding in the bra looked like it was stuffed and so um, people immediately noticed it and called me names. And there was one day on the bus driving home from school. This is sixth grade. <clears throat> I had gotten on the school bus and I had a giant poster from a project I had done. And I had I stuck it up by the by the bus driver so that I because it wouldn't fit in the seat in the back of the bus. And as okay. I'm when I when we approached my stop, I get up to get off the bus and everybody on the bus is throwing paper and tissue at me saying heather stuffs her bra heather stuffs her bra and i get up to the front to get my poster and they have t- ripped it to shreds and i had to oh leave the bus and then walk home with this ripped poster and this horrifying nightmare of an experience in my in my memory wow yeah so i guess not all, the, all southern kids are good <laughs> well clearly but but again it's that group it's the group think the, group, the group mentality thing. yeah but you survived. I survived. I still remember the the ringleader. His name was Jason. Jo- excuse me, Josh. His name was Josh. Josh. Mm-hmm. I still remember. He I married. He married his high school sweetheart. They're still there. They're still there. Wow. They're still there. Have you have you had any communication with him since the bra stuffing incident? No, 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 no. no. Too bad. <gasps> does Does Lita know that you were bullied? Yeah. Okay. She does. I don't think that it, it I don't think that she, it, I, I mean, I can explain it to her, like how horrible it was for me to live through that. Um, I was afraid to go to school all the time. I was so awkward and shy. I didn't really have a core group of friends either. The weird thing though, I think it's a situation where her situation is so current and real. Mm-hmm. And this sounds really cold, but it doesn't really matter what you went through. Right, exactly. Because it's over. Like, it's not a thing anymore, and it doesn't really help her get through her thing because she can't really see past, like, to that that bigger picture down the road just because that's how it is. Yeah, and I think when she got, like, in fifth grade and sixth grade, um, when she became close friends with a, a few of the kids in her class, I was really relieved um, that she wasn't coming home and talking about bullying situations because I remember in fifth and sixth grade, especially in sixth grade, you know, 
having those, you know, the cool people were already established, uh, the nerds were already established, like that didn't happen in Lita's fifth and sixth grade class. So I was sort of optimistic about her going, and, and last year was relatively eventless in terms of stuff like this. So I'm thinking, okay, she's made it through seventh grade, like maybe we're going to make it through middle school and and you know, maybe she's not ever going to have to like ever live through what I did. And then this happens. So, yeah. It's just so fascinating to me. And I, that, I don't mean that to sound like a positive thing, but that was why I asked if you had any idea, like what the, what the catalyst was. Oh, it's just Cause I always wonder what people. makes them latch on like these kids. She, she's known these kids for a couple of years. She's had the same name. Like nothing has really changed. I just always wonder what makes them decide lead as a target now. Mm-hmm. And not even that it has to be something concrete. And I know why all 14 of them decided because someone decided it and they all went along. But it's weird. And, you know, you get those arguments that, well, one of them, one of them likes her. So they're going to pick on her. I don't buy that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't think... I don't know. I don't I don't agree with that argument, but I wonder what the what the catalyst is. The swarm of boys has emerged this year. Very quickly, they all latch on, they all hang out together on the weekends. A lot of them are engaging in behavior they shouldn't be engaging in. And like yelling at adults. Ne- well, uh, illegal behavior. Well, right, no, I know. And so uh she, because she asked me, she said what happens if one of them approaches me in the hallway and says something to me, I said, well, Lita, ignore them. Don't look at them. Don't engage them. Don't acknowledge them. Just walk away from them. She goes, well, what if they keep saying something? What if they keep like, what if they're in my face? I said, if they are pursuing you and are relentless, I want you to turn around and I want you to say, listen, you don't want to know what I know. Trust me. (laughs) That's what you're talking (laughs) about. Oh, man. No, I was like, I have to arm her with something to say because I, I can imagine a situation where one of them is going to be relentless about like gonna like gonna try to make her is not is not gonna leave her alone until she says something. And I, I can well, yeah, imagine I mean, that the, scenario. The more she ignores them, the less she cares. The more aggressive they'll be. Right. And I was like, what can she say to disarm the situation? I said, just tell them. You don't want to know what I know. Trust me. And then turn around and walk away. 
And that hasn't, I mean, we're recording obviously during the school day, but we were already a day into the week here. So that was a non-issue on Monday, I take it. Um, a couple of people came up to her and just said, oh, yeah, your mom's crazy. And she just ignored them and just walked away. Yeah. And I'm thinking that this whole thing will blow over, you know, in a couple of weeks. I'm choosing not to ever go to my friend's house if those boys are going to be there. I'm removing myself from a scenario when I'm going to run into the wolf pack. Does, does that friend have a daughter that's Lita's age? No. Uh, okay. Neither of them do. Was Lita ever friends with these boys? That's the thing. So, <laughs> so there are some mean girls. I think we've talked about this. There's a girl that actually posts stuff to Instagram to make other oh, people right. jealous. Girl, yeah. yeah. So, so my, my, my friend's kid who, who is a really good kid who is, has been praised as being really sweet. He transferred schools and he's now going to lead a school and he's, he's a skater He's got the floppy hair. He's a really cute kid. But, you know, I, I even said to my friend, like, you're going to have to watch out for that because he's got all the makings of the cute skater kid that all the girls like. Well, turns out that all the girls like him. They were sitting around talking and Lita was near them around lunch one day and they were talking. They were like, so-and-so and so-and-so. And Lita's like, Him? really? I know him. Like I used to, I was, I, I used to go to his school and they're like, what? Oh, wow. You know him? She's like, yeah, it's just him. <laughs> She's like, my mom is best friends with his mom. They're like, what? And so suddenly oh Lita, Lita became super cool. And they, they were passing in the hall one day and he said hello to her. And those girls about died. They died. Because he had, oh, wow. he said hello to Lita, yeah. So they were so they were not necessarily friends, but they were on totally fine. Yeah, totally terms. good terms. Yeah, absolutely. Very strange. Mm-hmm. The teenage brain is a fascinatingly fucked up place. <laughs> Reliving it again, I think, is. I wasn't prepared for this, and I've been through. I was. I've been through years and years and years of therapy. But like it, this is dragging up memories and emotions that I that I have forgotten about, and and I've forgotten completely about certain situations where I was totally bullied. But in, in reliving it through her, is such a fucking ride, man. It's awful, so bad. Well, it's all those things that you that you forget because in the big picture of your life, like the stuff that happens yeah. right now to her is not going to be a huge deal. But so so she she will just push it off, but then she'll have kids and they'll hit around that same age and possibly go through the same things and all of a sudden it all comes back and you are just reminded of how absolutely shitty it feels to be in that position. Mhm. Cuz it is it's terrible. What what I would give to be able to go back to 8th grade knowing what I know now. To be able to sit there and go, I don't fucking care what you think about me. <laughs> right. To really totally not care. Instead of acting like you don't, right. just to not like, care. To really not care. Like, you really are going after me. Do you know how little I care about that? Just, like, save your time and energy. Like, to know what I know now back then. And I guess to have that confidence now 
maybe I had to go through the fire of what happened then. And I'm, I'm hoping that this strengthens her character. I, I think it will. I mean, I don't know. She, she seems pretty confident and well put together overall. And she's got you kind of helping steer her through this. So I think ultimately that will be the end result, but it's the actual getting there that is terrible. Yeah. I was talking to a, right as I asked for a separation from John back in 2011, 2012, I was talking to a fellow person, a fellow friend who was divorced. And I was like, gosh, I just don't, I don't want to fuck up my kids. And he was like, are you kidding? <laughs> We're giving them so much character. <laughs> and that, that's what he said. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to be so strong. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's hard because it's almost like, I mean, like you said, maybe you are the way you are because you went through that, but you still shouldn't have to go through that. No. And I think about it, I think I'm maybe hyper aware of it because like I said, Lexton has kind of experienced it here and there with kids, but never in a really relentless way. Were you bullied? I, oh Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I was one of those kids who kind of floated right in the middle. Like I had a group of friends. I wasn't cool. and I wasn't not cool. I was just there. It was like, I was the fat kid who was there. That was my role. Like there were, there were cool kids that I would say hi to and they would say hi to me. But that was the extent of it. Yeah. So it wasn't ever, even for me, I guess it was probably similar to how it is for Lexton. Like it was never relentless, but I always knew there were, there were kids that didn't like me that would make occasional comments to me or, you know, bump me into a locker in the hall. Never like not weekly or anything, but it would happen from time to time. And it just served as this reminder that you're a worthless piece of shit. (laughs) Like it, it is. I mean, at that age, you're kind of like you, you try to brush it off, but you start to look at all of the things that you perceive as wrong with yourself because of those events. And it just makes you feel terrible. Right. But I think because of how I was like my experience at that age and then looking at Lexton now, I just become really hyper aware and I'm constantly, I have this list in my head. Like, is he going to get picked on for that? Is he going to get picked on for that? Is someone going to say something about this? Right. And it's it's weird to think about that, but not want to reveal that to him because I don't want him to worry about it. And maybe no one will say anything. The current, the current exam, and this seems super minor, but it's something that I think about multiple times a day. He's like five, six and not even a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Super tiny, thin. So he's like a size 12 in the waist and 16 lengthwise, but that doesn't work. Like you don't have that option as a kid until you get into like men's jean sizes, which he's not there yet. So he's currently, he's got like, you know, half of his pants are just long enough. (laughs) And then there's a couple pairs that are, they can't even pass for long enough. Like, even without sitting, they're well above his shoes. He doesn't care. He will put them on and not see an issue with it. But they're they're notably too short. 
because I'm having trouble finding him pants that fucking fit in the waist and in the length. And I just, I'm kind of waiting for the day that someone picks on him for it. Right. And they might never, and it's not a huge deal, but I just know that that kids suck. Kids suck. I mean, it's odd. Like, I just know that they're cruel. So I feel like it's not, now I have this, this weight on my shoulders. Like I need to find this kid some pants that fit. Right. That needs to be my mission because I don't want it to get to the point where someone says something, but he's totally ready for the flood. I mean, he's there. I know exactly. I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like Lita's hair is long and it's got a very, very coarse texture to it. And it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. But I could see a boy looking at her hair and, and saying something to her about it because he doesn't understand hair. <laughs> right. So we're like, I don't know, like planning ahead for the bullying almost. Mm-hmm. And it might never happen. But from our experience, we just know what it's like, but you don't want to say anything. You know, it's not like you're going to tell Lita to do something different with her hair. Right. No. Because it doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, there there have been times where I've told Lexton that he should probably change his, change his jeans. <laughs> it's like, why? I'm like, no, just the other pair is nicer. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Because they're comically short. You're like, why should you change your jeans? Because kids suck. Just right, that, right, that's exactly. the explanation. Kids suck. Yeah. Your classmates are stupid, so you need to change them. It is, though, I think it's having that awareness that is what makes, that that helps us be successful in what we're doing with them. Yes. Having that awareness and not necessarily acting on it, because you have to lead by example. Well, you have to try to lead by example. I don't do very well with that in terms of, well... I'm glad she doesn't mimic. She, she, I'm glad she doesn't mimic my behavior when we're driving. <laughs> by the time we, the car, by the time, we're, the by the time we've gotten to school, I have cursed like seventy times. Oh, I, you know, I apologize every time. I just get so angry. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, we do have to model the behavior, and we do have to be there for them and be present and attentive and take into account their feelings. Like it's so, it's so easy to say to her, honey, I'm so sorry that they did this, but it, it like what you should, you shouldn't care what they think. That does not make them feel better. No, that does not take away the pain. Right. Yeah. It's I like giving her a, a space to like verbally process the emotion of what it's like to be called a name, you know, like, and to feel awkward around those kids, like giving her the space to process that emotion, like I think is important for us to do as a parent. Yes. Yeah. I think when they're bullied, I think the first step is to just acknowledge that it's, that it feels really awful. And there is that piece of reminding them that, you know, that it, it doesn't matter that it it can still hurt, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that they're worth any less or that they're, what these kids are saying, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Right. And then I think it's really important. I mean, for one to, to arm your kids with what to say or how to respond or how to not respond, but for them to also understand, you know, the, the appropriate path of escalation and how to go about it 
with as little friction as possible. Yeah. You know, like if something comes up, instead of immediately running over to the teacher in front of the whole group, you know, approach your teacher when they're not around. You know, find somebody to talk to to try and, you know, kind of mitigate the situation. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is a step that a lot of kids don't like to take. No, and I have to, I have to give her a lot of credit. I think she's liking me this way. I mean, I experienced the awkwardness. I experienced the shunning and, and, and whatnot. And that didn't deter me from continuing to be what I wanted to be in those grades. Like she, I mean, she got straight A's for the second term in a row now for, in eighth grade. And she's still getting great grades. Um, she's still raising her hand and answering questions in class. She had me sign a piece of paper this morning. I'm like, what is this? She's like, oh, I signed up for a writing contest. Like, it's not deterring her from being who she is. And that I think is the, is what I'm proudest of most proudest of most <laughs> most proud of most proud of proudest. I think that's really important. And I think ultimately that will probably make a bigger difference in the bullying than anything else. Because I could like, see her or- wanting to shut down. Like, I don't want to, I don't want right. to do anything that will make somebody think. Cause I remember, I mean, I, I remember, I mean, I was a nerd and I remember I did have thoughts like if I do this, that I'm even a bigger nerd, but I don't care because this is something that I want to do. I did have those thoughts and she probably does too, but being able to overcome those thoughts and go like, well, I, I just really want to do this thing. So what? So what if they call me a bigger nerd? You know, right. I still get to do this thing that I love. I twirl, I twirled the, I twirled the rifle in the marching band. <laughs> you twirl. <laughs> That's that is awesome. Good yeah. for you. I was the captain of the rifle squad. Like the captain twirler. I was the captain twir- twirler. Yes, I was. And I knew, I knew that being, and I mean, you should have seen the garb. Hold on, hold on. Coco. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do about this. Um, <laughs> it's just that's a twi- whole that's bunch twice of dogs. One episode. That's a record, it's a I think. whole bunch of, it's a wild, it's a pack of wolves. This is actually like the soundtrack to what happened to me the other night. <laughs> um, I, You should have seen what we wore as a, in the marching band, like these crazy boots and these crazy hats and these vests. Like I knew that I was just, I was just handing out like, tinder for these kids to use to burn me alive oh yeah and um but it didn't deter me because it's like this is something that i really want to do and it's gonna look really good on my college application (laughs) i was also in the marching band so i'm familiar with those what did you play (laughs) i played the flute for six years (laughs) that's amazing it i yes i was as subpar as possible. But I did. I did it through all of middle school and through 11th grade. And then I quit. Through 11th grade? Through 11th grade. I think the only reason I was not ridiculed for my instrument of choice is because through that entire time, there was one other guy who played the flute. And he was cool. 
and we got along in band. So I think it kind of gave me a pass. Like no one picked on him for it. Mm. And we got along, so no one picked on me. His name was Dave. He was awesome. It was Dave. <laughs> but the outfits were terrible with a hat and the fucking feather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we had to we had to march in the Fourth of July parade. Oh wow. In the wool suits with the hats. <laughs> yeah. It was God, it was awful. I still remember the cadence of the between songs. The the um I'm I'm sure you did this too in the marching band where the drums would play a certain cadence as you as you marched. Oh yeah. I can I still remember it. I still remember the main um rifle routine that we did. If I had the rifle right now, I could totally do it. I did not remember that cadence until you mentioned it, and now I can hear it perfectly in my head. Right. Like over and over and over and over. Marching band, yep. man. It's awesome. That is a regret I have. I wish I had not done that. <laughs> definitely, definitely wish I had not done that. And I was never any good. I think I really just didn't care. I don't know why I did it for so long. That's not true, actually. Both my brother and sister played an instrument very well. So I think I did it just because, and I was never good. Never good. Yeah, I, I didn't do it in high school. I was in chorus in high school. In chorus. So you had stopped twirling the rifle? I stopped twirling the rifle because I didn't, I played the clarinet in the middle school band. And then I didn't want to do, I just didn't want to do that when I got to high school. I wanted to sing. I wanted to sing. <laughs> And it was everything you hoped it would be. Um, so, did you ever see the movie Whiplash? I have not. No. Have you heard? Have you heard about it? I've heard about it. Yes. Is it J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons plays a. Um, he's a conductor, or the basically the director of the orchestra band at this school, and it's uh, the movie is about his his horrifying horrifying tactics on the kids like militant right i mean militant throwing things hitting things right and and in particular one of the kids and it's really hard to watch it's extraordinarily difficult to watch i watched it on a plane and i had to get up three or four times because oh really yeah and in fact i was watching i was watching other people watch it and they they were like jumping out of their seats it's really brutal the, the 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 guy is a maniac and um my core my chorus my choral teacher was that man like oh, wow. he, he used to single out talk about bullying he would single out somebody who had sung a, who would sing a wrong note and he would make them stand up in front of the entire class and sing the whole song by themselves oh good lord over and over and over and over again and he would stop them in the middle and go you're flat there start over again yeah. People like that are assholes. He was a perfectionist. Sorry. We won national comp- we won national competitions and he was determined. Yeah. I mean, those methods work, but there are other methods that work where you don't have to be a dick. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The the one thing and I don't know where this quote is from. I think I heard it from my mom growing up or my dad or something, but the one thing that I always tell Lexton 
when there's anyone at, at school or elsewhere who's being slightly unsavory. I say the people who care don't matter and the people who matter don't care. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help. I think he's he's now at a point where he gets it. It doesn't make it any better. And I don't use that as like my only comment, but I always will throw that out there. Like, just remember the people who care don't matter and the people who matter don't care mm-hmm. because it is very true forever. It's true forever. Or I want it to be at least. I don't know. When you, when you, when you come into the fullness of that realization, it's so freeing. It's so freeing. Yes. Yes. But you, 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 you just, can't have that when you re- needed the most as a kid. <laughs> no, but I think that's how, I mean, that's how you get to that point. Like you suffer through being a kid and then realize that all of a sudden. Maybe if you don't suffer at all, if you go through and you're totally fine, like if you're one of the cool kids and life is great all the way through high school and you don't establish that as a base, it's got to be a really hard reality to figure out that people are garbage (laughs) i mean it has to be i was already well aware of that fact but to not realize that until you're older that'd be rough not that staying in your hometown is a bad thing i'm not saying that that's a bad thing but all of the popular kids are still back in my hometown there they're still there yep yeah and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fun place. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad thing. It's just it's not a, a bad fun, thing. It's not a fun place. Like I would never live there in a million years. Never. You, you don't want to move back? No. <laughs> you sure? I don't know. There's one girl um, who was homecoming queen and class president in my sister's class, and she still lives. She still lives back in Bartlett. And uh, my sister had, had contacted her a few times over the years. And all she does is talk about what it was like in high school because high school was basically the pinnacle of her existence. It's all she talks about. Right. Well, they're the people who peak. Yeah. In high school, like the Uncle Ricos. <laughs> I mean, that is essentially what it is, right? Yeah. To each his or her own, I guess, is what I will say. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to live there. <laughs> to live there <laughs> as you swallow hard just to get that out. There are worse things, right? There are worse things. Like mm-hmm. dealing with a pack of 14-year-old boys, 13-year-old yeah. boys. Um, yeah, so bullying. And we are now faced, we're now face-to-face with it. Face-to-face, actual face-to-face, actual in-person bullying taking place. Yeah. To an adult, which is so strange to me. I can't. What a wild world. They're just following the example they see in the leadership. That's all. (laughs) It's really all it is. If if my kid were doing that, she'd be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Yeah, she would want to. <laughs> no, <laughs> she did ask me, and I will. I will totally admit this. One of those kids um, was on Snapchat and put up a spoiler for Stranger Things, and it it ruined Leah's day. It ruined her day. She was so 
mad about it. And she's like, what, what do I say to him? I'm like, you don't have to say anything to, to him. She goes like, I want to say something to him. I said, well, tell him that that, that wasn't a very, um, tell him that that was not a nice thing to do. Like, at least put spoiler alert. Like, do something like that wasn't a nice thing to do. So she was like, dude, that was not cool. And he wrote back, yeah, whatever. And she's like, what do I say to that? What do I say to that? I said, just ignore him. She's like, no, I want to say something. And I'm like, tell him he's being a douchebag. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did not. Are you serious? She's like, seriously? I'm like, well, that's what I would do. And I'm not encouraging you to do that. But that's what I'm thinking right now. Ugh, stupid eighth grade boys. Did, did she do it? No, she did not. Damn it. I know. <sighs> oh, I mean, that's good that she didn't, but I would have gotten some satisfaction out of knowing that that was how she responded. <laughs> maybe, maybe that is the secret. With this wealth of knowledge, it is now up to us to arm our kids and fight through them with the bullies. Exactly. That's what These it is. the words you use. Douchebag. Um, ass face. <laughs> ass, ass face, yes. That one I don't recommend. No, oh, man. No, 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 no. Wrong approach. Wrong approach. But it's a great approach to think about. Ooh, satisfying to think about that, yes. Mm -hmm. God. And maybe, that, maybe that's how we end this, is coping with your kids coping with bullying coping. that would be a good method there you go coping with your kids coping with bullying absolutely yeah. that's the title of this episode yes coping with coping coping with coping look at that um, we would love to hear how you're coping with your kids coping with bullying and what are your tactics for handling it for teaching them how to handle it, for teaching them how to process it. Um, have you been bullied by a pack of wolves? <laughs> yes. Or, or even even if, you're, if you've been bullied as an adult, how did you deal with it? Mm -hmm. I mean, we really focused a lot on, you know, being 13 and being bullied. But, you know, all bullying, all bullying subjects are up for grabs. We would love Especially to hear your strategies. Story. Yes, good strategies. We'd love those. Uh, Send your strategies to stories at manicramblings.com and you can find us online at manicramblings on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And until next time, don't encourage your kid to call somebody in that space, even if you really want to. Or a douchebag, probably. Douchebag, yeah. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.